September 15th, 2020. I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this is Accent Insights. Well, here we are one week after Labor Day, which is uh, traditionally or typically the beginning of the fall market here in Brookline. But as we all know, there's nothing uh, either traditional or typical about the current year. So uh, we all have question marks as to what's going on. Avi, you pulled some stats. What are we seeing? Yeah. So this year, this first week post Labor Day, there have been 46 new listings in Brookline, which seems like a lot for one week, but it's actually right in line with uh, the first week after Labor Day last year when there were 47 new listings. So that's pretty much uh, typical. But what if we back it up a little bit and say, okay, from August 1st, to yesterday, September 14th. How are we looking in terms of listings actually accepting offers? That's another way to look at this. So in in that month and a half this year, 59 condos have accepted an offer and 22 of those had reduced their price prior to accepting an offer. So 37%. Now compare that to the same period last year, that month and a half last year, uh, and only 32 accepted an offer in, in the same time frame. Now, 11 of those reduced their price prior to accepting an offer, or 34%. So a few conclusions here that we can draw. First, this is further evidence just that the spring season shifted later into the year. It was more in the summer this year. And that's why so many more condos accepted offers uh, in August this year than last year. But it's it's really too soon to say for sure. But price reductions uh, over the summer have been pretty much in line. Um, you know, inventory is still higher. So what we should do is watch in October and early November, because that's when these sales will close and we'll see the actual sale prices. Anecdotally, I mean, some of our clients have been getting good deals and spots and others are still running into bidding wars uh, in Cambridge, Brookline, uh, JP. So so it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. And I, I think one of the things, you know, these accepted offers, I don't feel there was a lot of inventory that actually came on in the summer. I think a lot of what we see in these 59 accepted offers is is uptake from leftover stuff that, that we would have otherwise expected in a normal year to have been picked up late spring, early summer. Um, so it just seems maybe things are moving a little bit slower in general. But then, you know, as you said in the beginning, there were clearly people who were waiting till um, – Deliberate was over, as we do in in regular years, you know, to list things because we have in the forties of for new listings this week. So there was uptake, maybe a little bit slower than we would have otherwise expected. More action in the summer than we would have otherwise expected. Maybe people had nothing better to do this summer, so they were they kept their their search going uh, when they would have otherwise been away or or, or had their thoughts elsewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And at the but, same time, the inventory is, was, was high before Labor Day, just from those those leftovers that you mentioned from the spring. And so even though this new inventory came on at the same rate as normal, this is new inventory on top of the sitting inventory. For example, looking just at condos again, um, and this is not true for single families. It's a different trend there. But for condos, uh, we have 112% more condos for sale today than we did on September 15th last year. Right. And that goes to your uh, you know, question, will, this, will there be a, a price adjustment? Will there be bargains in the market? And I think you know, we will, of course, track this um, as the data comes in. But I think what we'll see is 
people will be will be able to be more picky, but the choicer properties are going to go um, at least in the beginning. Now we don't know how long the fall market will stay strong, but it seems like what we're seeing is that the market knows you know what's priced right and you know what's sort of less interesting, and the the really interesting things seem to go quickly. Um, Speaking of things that go quickly, Ron, <laughs> uh, there was one that went quickly, like in a day. Yes, it did. Yes, did you did you like my sort of subtle lead up to that? Uh, so <laughs> let's 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 dive into some properties for this week. As you say, there, we, there was one property in particular that showed up this week and was off the market in one day, uh, and that was thirty nine Thorndike Street. And you know, we can say definitively that it didn't go off off the market immediately because of uh, because it was such a beautiful listing and because the pictures were great and the staging was great because there's not a single interior photo on this listing. And the exterior photos look like they were shot with someone's uh, phone camera. So <laughs> what what's going on here, Avi? What do you think? I mean, look, a single family uh, right by uh, JFK crossing uh, North Brookline for one point eight million dollars. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it needs several hundred thousand dollars of work, you're getting a deal. And there are people that want a single family and are willing to do the work. This appeals to, I mean, everyone, to end users who have the cash to do the renovation and the time, but probably also to the developers. Uh, you know, it would appeal to both parties there. A hundred percent. And the zoning works too, doesn't it? The zoning works great. I mean, this is this is a T zone. So if you're an enterprising developer, um, you could probably convert this into a two family and get two condos out of it and make some money. But, uh, you know, I, I think you've hit it there. You know, 1.8, even if it went to two or 2.1, there are people out there who want that single family. This is a fabulous, fabulous block. It doesn't get any more Coolidge Corner than than this. Um, and you know, there are people who have been waiting and looking for this kind of thing. Uh, and it, it came on and someone jumped on it. I wouldn't be surprised if there were multiple calls and someone got very aggressive. I'm very interested to see what the price winds up being on this one. And, and I think Avi, you, you pointed this out before we started recording. There's some evidence that it might be an end user because the anticipated sale date is October 30th. Um, which might mean that there's a mortgage involved, or it might mean that just someone who you know wants to take their time and and get their ducks in a row. Um, but definitely uh, be interesting to see what happens. But 39 Thorndike came and went uh, in 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 the blink of an eye. I'm, I'm surprised a little bit. It was um, you, you know it was listed on a Tuesday. They accepted the offer on a Wednesday. So with with something like this, I wonder if uh, they would have done better to just tell the seller, "Cool your jets." We'll, we'll get back to you in a couple of days. Right. And, and that, and that tells me, you know, and I've seen this before. I saw this on a property that I was uh, trying to buy off market for development. Someone swept in and bought it out from under me super aggressively. That's why I think the price is going to be um, substantial. I mean, look, this is, this is also, you know, the, the listing on this says that the, the home has been in the family for two generations. It could be, you know, that the family, is, is ready to move on, uh, whatever their situation is. And someone gave them what seemed like a really good price and it, they, you know, people get nervous. So if, if you get a really good price and even if, with an experienced agent saying, look, it's great. Um, I think we're going to do better. Sometimes people just say, I don't want to risk it. And, and they take it. It doesn't always work, but it does pay if you're ready to be aggressive to, to jump in there and, and take your shot. Yeah. The person who's that aggressive, in the beginning will often be the most aggressive anyway. So, right. Uh, right. You know, it's true. 
Um, okay, let's move on. Let's move on to, to a property that's very interesting to me, 28 Stanton Road, Unit 5. Um, interesting to me because when we moved to Brookline, we bought 28 Stanton Road, Unit 6, which is right across the hall. So I, I know this apartment, I know this condo well. Um, and I love this complex. There's two complexes like this in Brookline. There's, there's this one on Stanton Road. There's one on Alton Place called Alton Court. And what's lovely about the units here that worked very well for me and my wife and our situation is this is a three bedroom nominally. Um, but the three bedrooms start from there's what we called the master bedroom, which was a regular size bedroom. And then there was what we had as a guest bedroom office, which was, you know, small ish, but fine. And then there was a very small bedroom. Um, it's less than nine by less than 12. I think there's a floor plan. I can check it. We had our baby in there and you know, for us, it was perfect because it had a really nice open living and dining room area, it had a great kitchen. We put a half bath, so we had one and a half bath. So living wise, the compromises that were, were there for us were very good. That small bedroom worked very well. And what we thought we were getting was three bedrooms for the price of two. Um, that's back uh, 16 years ago. What I think is interesting about this unit right now is it's on the market for $819,000. It is 1,150 square feet at $713 a square foot. It's not a bargain anymore. It's just priced up. So uh, it, it is and it isn't. Um, so this one, uh, something special about this one, opposed to other units in that same complex, this one comes with the deeded parking spot. It does, yeah. And this one's also the top floor, the third level, which in this particular complex I think is uh, attractive to so the the ground level has the advantage of a lot of them have uh, deeded space in the basement for sort of bonus space or whatever. But the top floor has these balconies and has really great light coming in from both sides and like great sunlight, daylight on that top floor. Uh, no one walking over you. This one's deleted. And also, you know, if you're saying, okay, how am I going to live in Brookline? Um, where am I going to find a three bedroom for under? A million. So yeah, the third bedroom is tiny, but it could be good for a baby or an office. And it only has the one bathroom. Right. But those are the trade-offs. And so for 819 and a prime location, like a really convenient location close to the high school, close to a lot, I could see this working for a lot of situations. No, like I said, we always thought it was a great compromise. It worked great for us. And I, and I always tell my clients who are looking for a little bit more space, you know, and can't quite stretch their budget this is the complex you want to wait for. And of course it's, you know, there's quite a few units in the complex, but they don't turn over that often. Um, the ones in the, on the first floor that you mentioned that come with the basement space, they lose out on their, the sort of the middle size bedroom. They usually lose half of that space to the foyer. So even though they have the basement, um, they only have like, you know, the small bedroom and a smaller bedroom <laughs> on their main living floor. So I, I think the third floor is, is the most appealing in this complex for sure. Um, but, you know, and I guess it's, it's 1,150 square feet. It's good. I, I, and I agree with you. I think it is, it's lovely and, and the parking is great. And I know that you can squish another half bath in this unit. So there is that opportunity uh, if the neighbors are, are cool with it. I just, again, what's, what's interesting to me is it was a noticeable discount off of a three bedroom price for Brookline. And I think that it's, they're, they're coming up. Um, let's, let's move on now. So we, we talked about one that was, you know, certainly priced, right. Certainly great neighborhood. One that we think, uh, will probably do pretty well. 
Let's talk about some units that are amazing and that anyone would probably uh, love to have, but are not moving that well. Right. We're going up to the stratosphere yes, here. Exactly. Strap uh, on, put on your oxygen mask. We're going to go to the over $3 million level. Uh, same developer has two different condos sets uh, on the market. One set on Westbourne Terrace. This is uh, 69 to 75 Westbourne Terrace, where there's four units, four essentially townhouses, attached townhouses, two of which are for sale, one sold and one uh, n- not listed yet. And then 287 to 291 Tappan Street, which is another set of three luxury single family attached homes, very similar style, you know, these luxurious uh, Italian kitchens, the whole nine yards in terms of modern luxury new build. And, you know, the the price per square foot of these is, is up there <laughs> around 1100 a square foot, but at least one of them has sold already and sold quickly. Um, the 71 Westbourne Terrace looks gorgeous. Uh, it was listed for $3.45 million. Uh, it had four bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms, uh, 2,881 square feet. Um, of course, an elevator, of course, garage parking, of course, private outdoor space, of course, and suite bathrooms, all of that. Um, and it, it, they accepted an offer on August 6th and closed August 18th, which tells you it was a cash offer. Uh, and sold for $3.435 million, $3,435,000. So uh, just a little bit of a discount off the the list price. Well, yeah, I mean, I, so I have to say, I got a nosebleed when I looked at these listings just because, uh, you know, it was it was about a year or maybe two years ago that, that we broke the $1,000 uh, a square foot mark in Brookline. And here we are at 11 and 12. Um, I give these developers credit. They do do a lot of work. In Brookline, They're, these are guys we've talked about. His own home is on the market; it hasn't been moving. Um, that's on Kenwood Street. Um, and traditionally, they, their their style was sort of a little bit heavy. These are super modern and updated and beautiful. And what I give them credit for is they had these two developments going at the same time, and they built a very different product. Right, the one on Westbourne Terrace is what we call flats. They're they're one floor large floor plan, you know, lots of square footage on, on one floor. Um, the one on Tappan Street, they look like townhouses. They look similar. The buildings look similar from the outside. So it's hard to tell what's going on. But but the one on Tappan Street is multi-level, three floors of living with maybe even a little bit more for storage and, and the roof deck. So, you know, they've, they're trying, it seems, to capture uh, whoever's got lots of money. They're trying to offer them uh, different options. But, you know, as you say, from what we can tell, you know, of seven units between these these complexes, only one is sold, maybe a second one. There's, uh, well, there's two question marks. We don't know about one of the units on Westbourne Terrace. We don't know about one of the units on Tappan. So we know one sale for sure um, and two are question marks and at least four units still on the market. Um, that's a lot to be carrying, but boy, they, they are, they really are lovely. And it's part of the trend that we're seeing in Brookline where uh, until the last, you know, really just year or two, things have been very traditionally built. Um, and, and now we're seeing sort of this modern trend come in and the staircases have, um, you know, metal handrails and the, the doors look different. The moldings look different. I love it. I think these are not sort of so modern trends elsewhere, but in Brookline, you haven't seen it. So, but here, you know, we've talked about how the the right product sells very quickly. So it's not clear, is this not the right product? Uh, Because we have seen sales in the $3 million range. 
Um, is it not the right price? It is quite high per square foot. It's not clear. Uh, and I'm sure it's not so fun for the developers to be carrying these uh, for any length of time. They they did try, we know, to market at least one of the units on Westbourne Terrace back in February uh, before it was completed. They took it off the market. So it will be interesting. You know, one of the things we're looking at in all the markets is where where's the money? Who's buying what? We have seen high-priced units selling. These will be cross-marketed for sure. I'm sure the agent who has all of these listings is saying, oh, you don't like all the stairs in this one and the elevator, um, you know, I have flats not that far away. You know, let me take you over there. So it'll be interesting to see which ones sell faster, better, uh, more money, all that stuff. That, that will be the interesting part because if you're looking above $3 million, uh, in Brooklyn right now, you're going to visit these units and we'd be happy to show them to you. Give us a call. But and we'd be happy to show all of them to you. And I, I think that th- there's only so much available at that price point that, you know, it's worth seeing all of those. So I think that's all we have time for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us at info at accentbrookline.com or our contact info is in the show notes. 